and throw it yeah. in there with Yeah, you wash his clothes at the gym too. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. His underwear. I can't tell how many times I've seen your underwear with your name because you write your name in your I underwear. I see your water bills lower too. Yeah. Okay, yeah. This is, he's putting us on game. Yeah. So how to like he got his underwear say, Austin, Tuesday. Yeah. Austin, oh, yeah. I was like, what the hell? I was like, man. I was like, this dude going too far, man. That's how you can get this place. That's how you. That's yeah. how you save your money. I'm up here like, buying new underwear and all. It's a waste I'm of money. Doing your own. Monthly, and I'm yeah. gonna figure it out. I'm start. You gonna see me pull up the gym at four in the morning with bags of clothes. Yeah. Washing some shit back there with a. There's some weights in here somewhere. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, you got God. everything. I'm gonna turn him in though. Nah, this is um, this is Thai boxer. I'm, I don't think he's fighting anymore, but um, he would cross dress and he would come to the ring like you know with the dress on, dancing, flowers in his hair, and feminine as ever. And as soon as he crossed that threshold, got in the ring, it was go time, and he would obliterate his opponents. I'm talking about viciously, you know, viciously. I I, I, I went to uh, I, to Tahiti, mm-hmm. and uh, and gender is not binary there. Oh, I love that. Like there, you know, we just have man woman here, yeah. and yeah. there it was. We we were there for a photo shoot, and we had to. Um, use the boats of local fishermen to get to these little islands to do the photo shoots. Yeah. And that crew, they had uh, men, as we know men to be, and then there were a couple of men that were wearing dresses, had long hair, some makeup. Yeah. Bruh, strong as listen, they doing all the shit that the the quote unquote men were doing, and they, they had the full respect of yeah. the community, yeah, and they existed in that respect. Yeah, but it's so interesting because um, hmm. America seems to have this uh, issue and stigma with it. And I always say, like my man posted it on the thing today, I'm like, I-, I would love to see one of you that feels so strongly about this and say, you know, this guy is feminine. He's a- say it to this guy's face. Like, I- say it to his face. Go to go up to Sanchai and say, man, you look stupid in this dress. Why are you wearing a dress? Say, say it to Sanchai. You wouldn't do that. And I think... May and try chime in, please. Yeah. I think um, male worthiness is so ingrained based on how aggressive and tough and destructive, like little boys, right? You play with uh, uh, toy soldiers, get a truck, go punch something, go hit a ball, don't yeah. cry, you know what I'm saying? Suck it up, you know, be a man. And you grow up thinking, like, I need to do all these aggressive things because this is what men do. We, we're aggressive, you know what I mean? As yeah. opposed to, you know, Telling your friend, I saw, this was a couple years ago, I'm sure everyone saw this. These were two professional baseball players and they were in the dugout and one of them rested his head on the other guy's lap and the other guy was like like petting his head and they went in. They oh, went in. The, just, kind of just like the, the, the Jonathan Majors, uh, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, thing. the gender Where, police. Yeah. And the masculinity police. What do you call yeah. them? Gender police? I call it masculinity police or just gender police. I feel like popular culture is always like, they're just fascinated and obsessed with like deciding the sexuality or gender of people based on their actions. Mm-hmm. And like gender is a performance. And that is like the root of gender studies or like the, the hallmark of gender studies that gender is a performance and we are conditioned by society mm-hmm. based on principles of heteronormativity. So heteronormativity is like white or like cis males act like this, you know, mm-hmm. cis females act like this, right? That's not based in biology. That's societally conditioned that when you come out the womb, if you have a, you know, a boy, then people are like, okay, I need to socialize this child as what society will view this child as a boy. Yeah. But that's all made up. There's no biological 
aspect of that. Yeah. So I just think it's funny that even now in 2023, we're still here where we're still like, oh, girls do this, boys do that. Yeah. And that's arbitrary. That's yeah. societally conditioned. Yeah, I agree. But I also think the there have been expectations that have been set for both, especially when it comes to romantic relationships, right? Totally. So if, if you are in a heterosexual relationship and it's difficult to kind of break away from gender roles, if you will, because I know some of the most forward thinking, progressive, you know, women who still like they can do everything for themselves. They can make their own money. They can buy their own home. They can do all of these things, but they still want a, a dude that can protect, yeah, <clears throat> can provide, so to speak. You know, like most of them would say, like, if some trouble, if we get in a situation where there's trouble, I'd like to think that my man will be there for me. Yeah. Like, I don't want him to be running in front of me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I totally wholeheartedly agree. And that's whether he wear a dress or not. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's 2023 and we, and we talk about these roles and whatnot, <laughs> but it always boils down to when you're in a relationship, certain roles women expect a man to fill. Now, As a man. I'm curious, and this is going to seem like a silly question, but like, how do you know that those roles are expected? This it, is from it, my experience. Yeah, yeah, it, okay, it, com it comes out in it, yeah. it comes out in various ways. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm not speaking for everyone. Yeah, I'm right. speaking for the women that I know. I'm yeah. Speaking from experience and conversations that I've had with women who who have had the opportunity to be with a good man, but. Yeah, he's lacking in those areas that would be considered stereotypically masculine. Yeah, what are those areas? You know what I'm saying to provide, to protect, to provide, yeah. to protect. Yeah, well, if, if, okay. and and that's deep. The whole provide and protecting because that's a, a a deep rooted thing. But we can make it very very um, surface and say women are attracted to bad boys, right? The whole classic why do women like the guy. <laughs> And I'm just making this really cliche, but the guy that pulls up on the motorcycle with the tank top and cigarette in his mouth. But, but <laughs> I, I know I'm just come that, on, I'm just uh, <laughs> that's a cartoon version. Every time I use that example, I think like I don't know, brothers pulling up on motorcycles with the cigarettes in their mouth like that. But you right. get the gist of what I'm saying. A bad boy, right? You know what I mean? Women are attracted to like well, if we talk about the black community, women are attracted to thugs, goons, whatever. You can't just say. In the black community, women are attracted to. You, you, when you say that, it's you're, speaking, yeah, you're yes. speaking about women that you know, or you. I'm speaking you, about women that I know. I'm speaking about women that women that I know. I'm not generalizing. Like, Thank you, Elsa. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm I don't trying, want to, I'm trying to save me. you. But don't cover me. Yeah, Elsa, save me. Don't cover me. Many versus. Yeah, I wouldn't even say. I would just say some. Some. Yeah. I mean it like that. In your experience. In my experiences. And and listen, I understand. I remember I went to go see Farrakhan speak. Uh, I've seen Farrakhan speak a multitude of times. I think he's fascinating. And I remember him saying, hey, men, and he, he specified, he was like, black and white men, you should not feel some type of way when a woman is attracted to an athlete or an entertainer or a man with power or a man with money. And his explanation behind that was that genetically women are just engineered to look at a man, right? Oh, and they, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, listen, <laughs> listen, listen, so, listen, he said genetically women are engineered to look at a man and say, hmm, can you protect me? 
can you provide? The things that he said, right? Oh, can you protect me? See, I'm dragging you in this house. <laughs> can you provide, right? And those things are manifested through a man having a certain amount of money or a certain uh, sort of cachet and power. Because then, right, uh, unconsciously they look at you and say, okay, he can take care of, of my babies if I have babies. He can keep a roof over my head. He can do the things that I need him to do, right? And if we fast forward to 2023, I'm not saying every woman, right? But if we fast forward to 2023 and we hear things like what happened with Ilyana Vinzant and uh, what was the, um, the girl's name when said that she wouldn't date a, a bus driver? Oh, oh yeah, her who name? said that? She's a, she's a uh, newscaster. Newscaster, and oh, she was like, Eliana yeah. was like, was like, would you date a bus driver? And she was like, he better own the bus company, right? Oh, that mentality of, mm. hey, you you got to have your paper together, you got you got to have your money together, you got to be doing something. I don't want to date a dude that's broke. I want I want a guy that can fly me there, here, fly me here, take care of me, do this. I mean, it's a thing that's very relevant right now. And I, I so I I think that's interesting that you bring that up. Um, Okay. Well, I think Farrakhan was flawed in that genetic assumption. I don't think that that is supported by science, but um, I think that, you know, there's a lot of conversation now about what is man, what is the man's role, so to speak? Like there's been a lot of like ideological discussion that like men feel like they don't have a place in society, like because women are actually making more money than ever. We are attending college at higher rates than other, than men and we are excelling in our careers, right? Yeah. Um, and people are putting off childbirth l- longer and longer. Um, women are deciding like, hey, like I don't want to like uh, shorten my career by having a child earlier. So, you know, things are shifting culturally yeah. heavily. <laughs> so I feel like, now we're at this place where like, do we still subscribe to these gender norms? Because like that need for protection, like if we're getting degrees and getting jobs and like financially supporting ourselves, especially have you heard what's going on in like South Korea? No. What? So there's a huge movement of women that are no longer, they don't want to have kids. They don't want to get married anymore because Korea, South Korea has a very patriarchal society yeah. uh, similar to ours, but it's, been very misogynistic and also there's a lot of sexual violence in south korea as well Mm -hmm. so there's a feminist movement going on and the birth rate in in south korea is plummeting as well there's a population crisis because Mm -hmm. women are deciding they no longer want to be married because in south korea when you're married all of your autonomy all of your individual identity is gone now Mm -hmm. as a woman Mm -hmm. so do you think that that's an extreme reaction to a um, to an issue that's been occurring for so long? Like them saying, okay, you know what? We don't want to get married. We don't have kids. And this is how it's going to be now. Do you think, that's, you think the reaction is extreme or you think it's warranted and it's a good thing that's happening? I think it's extremely warranted. Yeah. I'm very much with it because yeah. even though I am not living in South Korea, I feel like I can identify with their struggle a lot. I know you mentioned... Um, women want like this like bad guy and like super tough and like seems like they can protect you honestly i, I, the, I said some or women. some women okay yes women. Sorry, some women some women you've experienced actually for me actually those all symbols symbolize to me that i should probably not date that person yeah. because to me in my experience the more a man subscribes to gender norms the more i'm put into a box and i can no longer be anything other than like a heteronormative woman to him. I can't like 
you know, it, it boxes me in and there's like certain expectations, as you just said too, um, that I think if you're subscribing to that brand of masculinity, you actually have these expectations of women to behave a certain way. And then when they meet me, they're going to be surprised because I don't behave that way. Well, would you oh, go ahead? Well, I think there's a, there's a spectrum to mm, masculinity, if you will, where like there's very toxic masculinity, right? I'm talking, you know, like, you know, abusive, you know, narcissistic behavior, manipulative behavior, all of that. But then there's like, I, like, I don't, I don't, I don't want, I, I don't think my lady should have to take the trash out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, like, I'd, I'd rather, like, I don't want to have to be concerned about my lady pumping gas late at night at the gas station, having to be aware. So maybe I could just pump, you know, if, if her gas tank is on E, I go fill it up. So she didn't have to worry about that. You know what I'm saying? And so like, there's certain things like, oh, if, if we go out to dinner, you know, of course it's traditional and it's, you know, cliche if you will, but ask a woman out on a date, I'm going to pay. I still open doors for women. You know what I'm saying? Even if they're not my girl. So what, what if the woman doesn't want that? What That's if she fine. doesn't want that? Yeah. yeah. I'm curious I, it, about that. No, if, if she doesn't want it, I don't do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, but that's my default. Gotcha. And for okay. you, what's driving that behavior? Is it obligation? Or do you feel like you're doing it because you care and you, you know, you're, you care about your yeah, partner? It's complete, it's, com it's completely conditioned. Okay. It's conditioned, it's conditioned. Upon, on the way that I was raised. But the way that I was raised, those things symbolize respect. Right. You know, and so I feel like I am exhibiting respect for the woman. And and it's not I'm not I'm not doing these things saying that she can't. Yeah. I'm doing these things to say that, you know what? Don't concern yourself with it. Yeah. Let me relieve you of this burden. Yeah. So you can have the freedom to do other things with that energy. Now Michelle, if he explained that to you in that way, let's say let's say that um um you guys were out on a date, right? Just uh, you know, um role playing here. And he did all that, opened the door for you. I don't want you to take out the trash. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. The, the normal But I wouldn't say it like that. Well, no, no, I you, just know take I, the you know trash what I'm saying? Out. Okay, you just do it. Oh, just hey, just bear it. with my example here. No, okay, bro, but, you, but you're using me. <laughs> <laughs> Would you accept his explanation, what he just gave? Um, It would be challenging because I think for me, I think relationships should operate this way. I think people should know what their partner, where their partner needs help and what areas are challenging for them. And yeah. that should be outside of gender norms. Because what if your partner is really good, you're, you're, if you're dating a woman, uh, a female partner, um, is really good at taking out the trash and, and getting gas, and there's other areas that are not traditionally attached to her gender that she struggles in, that maybe that's where she really needs that. But that's but but relationships about communication. Yes, as it well, is. Right? It so, is. But so, sometimes people don't communicate. No, but but, but y'all been using me. Y'all using me as the example. <laughs> okay, sorry. Y'all yes. can't be switching languages. Okay, you're right. Yes, Because you yes. like if he if he okay. I say me, and he'd be like, oh, I'm talking about everybody else. So, okay, I should say rhetorical, like yeah. not your actual relationship. Yeah, in any relationship, I, mean, I think people should be talking about what where their needs are and what. Yeah. What aspects do they need help in? You said, you know, it's this is it's, this is very interesting and layered because I'm looking at it from a few different points of views. I feel like, like, listen, and make no mistake about it, men have been responsible for marginalizing women 
and doing a whole slew of things. So a lot of the things that are happening, a lot of the things that are occurring right now, we deserve. But on the flip side, sometimes as a man, I, as, especially when things are shifting the way they are now, right? Where you have women that are like working, making more money, doing things, can take out their own trash, do all that. This, <laughs> all, all, right? we're, we're like this. We're like, okay, okay so wait a minute. The, the way I was raised, I was told to open the door for you all the time and take out the trash and be a man. But now things are shifted. So you're telling me I shouldn't take out the trash and I shouldn't try to, try to focus on... We, we feel like we're just on this teeter-totter. And I'm like, but, okay. But I don't feel it's that absolute either, right? I, like when you use the example of taking out the trash or when I brought it up, it was, it's not as if, if we, as soon as we move in together, I'm, I'm supplying her with a list of things that these are the things that I'm going to do because I'm supposed to do them. It's like, okay, I see the trash needs to be taken out. I'm going to take, I'm going to continue to take it out. And then if she says something like, you know, babe, you don't have to take the trash out all the time. I could do it. Or if she takes the trash out and I'm not going to be like, ah, 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 don't you do that. That is my job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. that to me, that feels like healthy communication. I feel like I have a good example where I felt like there was some gendered like behavior going on with a, a person I was dating a while ago. Um, so I don't I'm not a cook. I'm not a cook. Like I'm not good at cooking. This is not a skill set for me. And I was dating someone several years ago. And we'd kind of alternate, okay, this weekend, like you're in charge of food and this weekend I am. So when it was my weekend, I just like Uber Eats and caviar, whatever, ordered it. And when it was his weekend, he would cook, but he built up a resentment that I didn't cook the weekends that were mine. And I was like, is the purpose so that we eat that weekend or is it that like, (laughs) or is it that like, I should fulfill this role. And I knew he was, and I did know he came from a very traditional upbringing. So I couldn't help but feel like that was like a gendered expectation that like when it's my weekend, I should be like the the meal doesn't count if I didn't prepare it myself, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And I think he, it's like, you know, his background, like he's from the South and like he is used to women preparing food, I think. So, I felt like I felt, yeah, I felt like that was an unfair, like gendered expectation that like, okay, if to me, it's like, if I know you don't like cooking, then what, what does it matter? For example, my dad too, my mom and dad, they, I would say they switch gender roles all the time Yeah. because my mom, she likes going to Home Depot. She yeah. loves Home Depot. She likes gardening. <laughs> she's very hands-on. Yeah. She'll come back from Home Depot sometimes and she's going to kill me that I'm saying this, but she'll be like, oh, you know, Michael, like all of the men at Home Depot were there helping their wives. And my dad would be like, okay, like, my dad's like, okay, like yeah, my yeah. dad is not. It's not he, what I do. He just, yeah. he so helps like, out, you know yeah. Married. He helps out in other ways and he's like really hands-on in other ways, but like this might not be his area, Yeah. but now he's being like measured by other men at Home Depot. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's sometimes a little bit unfair. And that's where, I think that's where the difference is between like, okay, this is a gendered expectation versus like, you're doing it out of the kindness you do want to mm-hmm. actually help and yeah. you're you're communicating with your partner with yeah. where you need help where you need help or where they need help like in your example um of the guy you dated who's from the south it's yes i agree it's completely gender <laughs> well thank right? you for yeah, confirming yeah, yeah, that because yeah, yeah. i at the time i was much younger and i was like no. is this gender no it's, com- yes. it's completely gendered but i also think it's another layer too like because I, I was raised in the south and cooking is associated with affection Oh, right. I and see. so if this dude, like on the on the on the surface level, in a very pedestrian way, is like, my woman's supposed to cook for me. If my woman don't cook for me, then I, I can't be with her. You know, that's yeah. 
that's the 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 very surface level. But then another layer is like his mother probably cooked, right? And that's associated with love and affection. And so if you didn't cook for him, then maybe he saw that as, oh, she don't really rock with me in the way that I rock with her because I express my love through cooking for her. And if she can't reciprocate that, then maybe that means she don't love me like I love her. Right. That's, that's really well said. That's well that's said. That's really well said. And that goes right back to what I said. Sometimes men feel like they're on this teeter-totter because he's dating a progressive woman like yourself that's like, listen, at the end of the day, we eating. Yeah. Who cares if <laughs> right. I cook it or <laughs> right. if somebody deliver it? We eating. And I had good teeth. I was you, you, good you're probably ordering the, the yeah. amazing sushi. I mean, she yeah. ordered from caviar. She yeah. already told you. Yeah. Yeah. I, because I appreciate that he was hand preparing food, so yes. I knew I had to come correct when it was my turn. But he's feeling the way Alzo just. Described. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, we're yeah. assuming he may yeah, be feeling yeah. that way, where it's yeah. like, but he doesn't know how to express that. Yeah. He doesn't know how to say. <laughs> he's not gonna sit down and say, oh, "You know, I'm from the South. You know this. Yeah, and my yeah. mom made meals for me, and I associated that with love." And maybe, Michelle, just maybe, I don't feel like you love me because you're not cooking, you're ordering from caviar. And they're not preparing it with love. So yeah. maybe you should order it, <laughs> unbox it, and then put it back together and bring it to... He's not going to say... Yeah. He doesn't know. You know, it's it's almost as if... And this is going, I'm probably going to catch heat for this. But it's almost as though you, as a man, you have to keep up with the shifting... You have to keep up with the shifting culture and new the new thing going on. And you're like, hey, what's going on now? Hey, man, you know women making more money than us now, right? So we got to be okay with that. Oh, I didn't know that. We got to be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. You know you shouldn't be taking out the trash all the time, right? You know? I told Alzo not to take out the trash, but he just stuck on taking out the trash. You know, it's like we got to keep up with all these but, new things. And we're like, oh, man, I don't even know where I'm supposed to. Because I was told this. I was reared and I was told this for so long. And now that I'm in my 30s and 40s, you're telling me that it's another way. And sometimes an old dog don't learn new tricks. Yeah. But, the, but the easiest remedy to that, which is well, the, the most simple remedy to that, which is not easy, is to gauge in a level of critical thinking. I know. Right? To where you ask yourself, yeah. why am I acting this way? Why do I think the way that I think? Why do I believe <laughs> what I believe? Yeah. Yes. And it's because this is what I was brought up to believe. Like, I was, I was, when I, where I was raised, I got whoopings, like real whoopings yeah. with a belt yeah. where I had to kneel at the side of the bed like I was praying. And my pops, why? Why? There's no resentment there, yeah. right? And yeah. I feel like, you know, I, it made me who I am today, but I'm not going to bring my children up in yeah. this way because I've exercised a level of critical thinking to recognize that just because I was raised this way doesn't mean I have to raise my children this way yeah you know what i'm saying and so but the i say it's simple but it ain't easy because you, yeah. you, you got to face some real ugly shit people don't like to face <laughs> no. yeah and people don't no. like to ask these questions because no. i think some of the answers are uncomfortable one thousand percent and yeah. they're not ready to reckon like just reconcile or really like sit and and digest and process like these things that you just took for face value your whole life yes and then what's yeah. crazy is you you confuse like the things you took for face value, you can you confuse those with logic and reason. Yes, you know oh what I'm God. saying. You're yes. like, what do you mean? Logical. This don't yes. make sense. What yes. you doing? What you mean? You're not cooking. Yes. That don't yeah. even make sense. Like, yes. You rather hang on to the old antiquated way of Bruh. thinking and go down with the ship. Bro, yes. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna give you an example. Like, I really, I don't in a relationship, and I still deal with this. I don't like if, if the person you're dating says. Hey, I want, will you go to this thing with me, to this play? Yeah. 
Like, or let's let me let me let me let me scratch that example. Say, hey, I'm t- I'm asking my boo, do you want to go? T- will you go to this play with me? Yeah. And if she doesn't want to go, I don't want her to go. Yeah. It doesn't make sense yeah. to me to put someone. Oh, me and you are the same. You know what I'm saying? Oh my god, I, I, I'm the same. I'm like, yeah. I, I, I don't want you to fake go. No, yeah, like if you don't want to be there, right? Like, let's keep it hundred. Like, I care about come. you, yeah. so I don't want to put you yes. in a position where you're gonna be uncomfortable. Yeah, which then gonna make me uncomfortable. It's because yeah. that don't make sense to me. Yeah. but people always like. Sometimes you gotta compromise. And, uh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Don't you think sometimes? For the sake of the relationship, you got to take an L on some things. But I need because to know you need, the, your partner needs to know that you're willing to take an L. <laughs> no, not for that reason. No, <laughs> see, and you had me halfway there. I don't agree for that reason either. Not yeah, for that reason. I don't. Because if, if it's for that reason, you were the wrong partner. I agree. I think. Okay, so well, too. maybe I worded it incorrectly. Yeah. Not take the L, but you need to. They they need to know that you're willing to put yourself in an uncomfortable situation for them sometimes. Well, go ahead. I just I just labeled it taking an L, but I, I worded it incorrectly. So. And I know we're going to talk about non-monogamy here. 1,000%. So I feel like that feels like compulsory monogamy, which is very, which compulsory monogamy is like the default monogamy where you feel like you have to be monogamous because society Mm. has deemed that the only appropriate relationship structure. So I feel like in that, a lot of things are done because of obligation. Uh So then it becomes like, oh, I sacrificed this thing and now you need to sacrifice something too, so I can tell that we're in this sacrificed together. monogamy yeah. together. Yeah. And yeah. I felt, you know, in my previous monogamous relationships, that never sat well with me. That we were doing things out of obligation, and because like someone told us that this is what a boyfriend does or this is what a girlfriend does, and. I think that was part of the reason why I moved towards non-monogamy eventually, because a lot of the principles of non-monogamy were less about obligation and doing things more by choice and because we want to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. With that being said, can you give me your definition of non-monogamy? So for me, non-monogamy is when two partners or more, <laughs> yeah. um, <Sorry>. you are <laughs> upfront about yeah. it, that mm-hmm. you're both deciding that you're not going to subscribe to monogamy and it doesn't devalue the relationship and the relationship could be whatever you want to be. There's there's various forms of non-monogamy. Like I could go through because I identify as polyamorous, Mm -hmm. but um, there's various forms of non-monogamy. But basically, you know, there was this time where people were like ethical non-monogamy. Non-monogamy is ethical. If you're not if you're not transparent about your non-monogamy, you're just cheating. So that's like. That's how I feel. So it's just the decision to not subscribe to monogamy as we know it in society. And so, and so you 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 you're not of the mindset that you could possibly get into a situation that you label as non-monogamous with someone else, and you make that decision that you're you're doing that, and then you start to catch feelings, and you start to feel like you know what I kind of don't want anybody else touching you or breathing on you or doing these things like yeah. I do with you. So I don't want to be. Uh, non-monogamous anymore. I want to be monogamous. You don't. You, you don't fear that that might happen. So, I don't fear that that will happen because <laughs> I'm really like I've done a lot to come to this decision to be non-monogamous. I've done a lot of reading. There's a lot of great books on it. Yeah. Um, I feel like I when you're in an when you are non-monogamous or you're in a non-monogamous re- relationship, like 
I feel like I don't have to feel like that because I don't believe I own anyone. Yeah. And I also don't equate, I don't equate how much I feel and, and how close I feel to someone with my ability to like only be with them. Yeah. And I think that that makes my relationships feel more meaningful because I know that yes, this person, we both can be with other people, but we are deciding to still be with our, each other, even as we are with other people. And that's a, a cognizant choice mm -hmm. versus we're here because we are together and we're in a relationship and it's like, oh, now I have to break up. You know, like, like it's not, it moves outside the realm of obligation and it's more about, okay, every time we meet and every time we decide to continue this relationship, it's because we want to, yeah. it's a choice. I don't feel like I have to because we've we're like married and like now like I committed to you in this way. Like this paper told us that this is what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. I totally yeah. Understand so that, that's yeah. how I feel just like intellectually. Um, yeah. I think that. Yeah. That's just how I feel about it. Also, you have the floor for what? I thought you had a question. No, I don't have a question. All right. So I do. So mm -hmm. obviously that's, you know, you being non-monogamous. It makes sense to me. It, it all makes sense. Yeah, it makes yeah, sense yeah, to me. yeah. Obviously, you being non-monogamous um, affords you and gives you that uh, the ability to feel comfortable knowing that both of you have come together, not because it's forced, not because of obligation. Do you think in the future, after you've done that and uh, experienced it a number of times, do you think you could go towards a monogamous <laughs> relationship and be like, okay, you know what? Now I feel like I've mastered the fact that. I'm not doing this because I, I've, I'm, I feel mm -hmm. obligated to be with you. I know that we're doing this because we're making a choice. I, I understand how to operate in that space. Because I, from what you just said, I understand that sometimes when you're in a relationship, it goes from wanting to be with a person to feeling like, oh, I, I, gotta, I gotta be here. Because yeah. I've been in that situation. Yeah. I'm like, well, oh, man, I gotta do this. I gotta see this through. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you, get, you lose yourself in, in, in some way, right? Do you think you could eventually go back to that or do you, oh. you stay? Go, Hold on. Go I, what's interesting why I giggled a little bit is like your question is rooted in the presupposition that monogamy is default. Like that is the natural way. Um, If it sounds like that, I, my apologies. That's not, that's but, not but, the way I meant. But, but that's Man, what I'm, I'm saying. I'm getting the, to a certain but, point. But the fact that the fact that it wasn't conscious yeah. is what I'm saying. Like, because it's so it's so it, subconscious. Yeah, yes. yeah it, I, ca I caught that too. No, 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 I no, no. Let me well, let me explain. And this is not I, a knock on you. No, 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 yeah. no. I totally understand what both of you are saying. No, I, I worded it that way because you said mm -hmm. you became non-monogamous because you felt as though there was a heavy, heavy, heavy pressure on obligation. Yeah. Feeling obligated. So you felt being non-monogamous would free you of obligation. Right. And mm -hmm. I said, I understood that. But I also feel like you can be monogamous and not feel obligated. But I worded my question that way because mm -hmm. you being non-monogamous was your way of freeing yourself from the shackles of obligation. Yeah. That's why I said, well, do you think after you free yourself from the shackles? Shackles. <laughs> shackles is heavy, man. And it's a white yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, no, don't laugh. No, I don't want no, no white is, man laughing. No, yeah, I mean, this you, is a good question. When you said shackles, I was like, oh, this is <laughs> no, a good question. He's bringing the preacher. And also, oh when oh I just God. want to clarify, when I say free myself from obligation, it's not that I don't want, like, I actually have a lot of love to give and I'm very yeah. committed to my partners. I have two partners, very committed to them. Yeah. And I, for me, it's not like 
uh, free myself from obligation for fear of commitment. It's just mm. like the compulsory, like ex expectation, unset expectation that because I'm your partner, I'm your girlfriend, whatever, um, you, there's like this unwritten rules mm. of like girlfriends do this. Right. Yeah, and it's yeah, hard. Yeah, it's also yeah. partially because I'm autistic too. Right. Like I don't do well with, um, a lot of the social norms. And I actually, after I was diagnosed, I found out that a large percentage of autistic people are non-monogamous yeah. and prefer untraditional relationship styles, which I understand why. Um, but for me, it's not only that you're, you know, the obligations are out too, but I personally don't feel like there's any one person that can meet all of your needs. Yeah. I don't think that's possible. Yeah. And I think it's, you're setting people, you're setting yourself up for failure, so to speak, when you commit to someone and you think that like, you know, people acknowledge that people change in relationships, but there's this assumption that you're both going to change in ways that are still exactly compatible to each other or like, that's without, always been silly to me. Right. Like in hand and foot, like we're yeah. both going to be changing and like, it's just always going to work while you change and I change. Yeah. There's infinite variables. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's this, it puts an insane <clears throat> amount of pressure on one individual to meet like your needs for affection, sexuality, um, companionship, like someone to go do things with. It's just like a, quite hard. And I yeah. see that a lot of relationships tend to like fray under that pressure to be everything to one person. Because remember on the flip side, it's taboo. It's, you can't seek that out elsewhere, especially if it's like someone of the opposite, opposite sex, you can't seek mm. that. You're only allowed to seek things in platonic realm. Yeah. Like if, we if we're talking about traditional monogamy, I do think there's forms of monogamy where both people can be honest and be like, this is the type of monogamy that I want. And it mm -hmm. might veer from society's monogamy. But if you don't have that conversation, it's always defaults to these roles. I, I feel like I, every yeah. relationship I've had has defaulted to this, yeah. like monogamous ones. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the, I agree. And I, and I think about, um, I remember, you know, in college, you know, you, you know, you sit down and talk with some of the, the OGs in the black community and they, they practice polygamy, you know, mm -hmm. from their belief system. And sometimes you'd be like, bro, you just want to fuck a bunch of women. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, polygamy is different than yeah, polyamory. Yeah. yeah. And a and, lot of people conflate those two. And then yeah. <laughs> this is true. Um, and it's like when you are, are thinking about, um, polyamory and how would you say what you brought up earlier about no one person can be all things for you right if you know if if you have when people think of polyamory they just think of sex they always think of it's not just that they just yeah. think of yeah they just many people yeah many people Some they people always think it's that just think, of, <laughs> just think of sex yeah but then there's also you know emotional needs that are met but then you would think in a healthy monogamous relationship, people would allow for that, right? They would allow, okay, if my man, you know, is not this to me or my woman is not this to me, then they should allow them to go find that somewhere else and still be confident in their position in the relationship. That's how it should be. It should be, I, probably us. I've dated, I've dated, I've dated a, a couple of women that, <clears throat> this is kind of a tangent, but I've dated a couple of women that told me, um, one in these specific words and the other was just an, it, another iteration of this was like, you're a dude. You like women. 
If you step out, you step out. But protect my heart and protect my health. That's like the black version of, of non-monogamy. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the yeah, yeah, yeah. this is where and we could talk, this is where I'm I'm gonna get into the respectability politics here Let's because do it. I feel like that is the arrangement version of non-monogamy. Yeah. Where like, you know, people assume like a lot of your favorite celebrities, whatever, they must have an arrangement, yeah. right? And it's like, why can't this be public one? And like I just can't help but think about the Will Smith, August Alcina thing. Yeah. Like Will Smith and Jada likely are open, right? Like yeah. this is like something that has been in the zeitgeist forever. Like forever. Most, forever. Everyone has thought it. We know it. Yeah. And I feel like they I can't help but think that they probably felt pressure to have false outrage about the August thing. Yeah. Because of the respectability politics that black people don't want to see be seen tweaking with the the platform of marriage and the traditional aspect of it because it's embarrassing and and the comments where people are like oh you know she embarrassed will like yeah. that's all like misogyn it's just it's just mis misogynistic and gendered norms of like will must be embarrassed will might know but he might have to pretend that this is a big deal yeah. because of like up holding this kind of moral identity but i don't know i don't know if it maybe is on some on some level it it was gendered but the public only has what they see. Of course, yeah. And so you could make those assumptions that right. Will probably knew or didn't, and, and you know, but he went up there and slapped. I was Chris Rock just about to so say he, that. He, yeah. What yeah. we see, what we we only we they're showing us. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, like they're yeah. not showing us the the complexity, the complex layers that you may be assuming. You're right. Yeah. You know, and, and the pressure of the public, the pressure of that affects every and any one.